Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name's Christina, and I am the blogger behind We Are Living Art. And my name's Danielle, and I'm the blogger behind All Things Coveted. Are we bloggers? Are we influencers? We don't even know. Content creators, all of the above. All of the above. Um, But we're here to share the inside scoop of all of that for you guys so you know exactly what the fuck is going on. Hello guys, what's up and welcome back to In Case You Haven't Heard. Welcome back. This is our first episode after we launched. Yeah. So we launched the four episodes for you guys and we're pretty excited. We are at what? How many downloads right now? Okay, almost a thousand. Guys, almost a thousand downloads and it's been what? A week and a half? A week and a half, almost a thousand. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys. We are now on Spotify, iTunes, and obviously on TalkShoe. If you guys want to check us out on our hosting site, um, that's what it is. But we're happy. Yeah, we're really we're happy. happy. But we're not happy enough. Like we're still like reaching for the stars. Yeah, so we're total downloads is a thousand or almost a thousand, but we really want to get each episode up to at least that point. Yeah. So so keep on listening, keep on downloading. We hope you like it. And also rate us guys. We would love to rate us on iTunes, on the Apple podcast app. Yeah. Um, Five stars because we love you and you love us. Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. So what's new? So like talk about your little puppy. What's his name? We didn't get into that. Yeah. So his name is Billy with an IE. So fucking cute. I can't. He is a golden doodle. Uh, He's going to be fully grown. So like right now he's like I said, so he's like almost four months old and he just weighed in today at like 27 pounds. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever taken my dog to the vet, but that's because my mom has yeah, yeah. done it. Um, he was crazy today at the vet. I was not impressed. The, the, Tell the, us the what vet, happened. Yeah. No, because the vet was like, oh, he's being such a good boy. I'm like, he's being awful. Because he was barking and he wanted to play and he just wanted treats. Attention whore. Yeah. Um, um, and what happened after the vet, Danielle? Oh, she's like God. trying to avoid this. She's so embarrassed. But it's not her fault. It's her the fucking dog. The most embarrassed. Well, okay. So they gave him this digestion. Accident. Di- di- no, they gave Sounds him, so much they better. Gave him quote, quote, like quote unquote digestion. <laughs> digestion. Di- I can't even say the word. Digestive enzymes, kind of like g- food for his um, gut. intestines, the gut. Yeah. Gut, no. So to distract him from his shots, they gave him that. Okay. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like figured that nothing would, you know, be wrong. About maybe ten minutes later, we're walking home from the vet, and we're crossing the street, and look behind me and 
Billy's not really walking and I see that he's squatting and <laughs> shitting in the middle of the fucking intersection. Okay. <laughs> he's shitting in the fucking intersection. And there's so many people walking so by. Many people so walking by. Not only are there's a crossing guard. Okay. And this is not like a side street. This is like Mount Pleasant. Like a, where a there's major, like a four way. Yeah. yeah. There's, and it was a light. Okay. Oh my God. So I'm, and I have a coffee in my hand because I decided, Oh, I'm going to make myself a coffee at the vet before I leave because Mm -hmm. I needed a coffee. So I had to run back out in the street and pick up not only like one spot, but like three different spots because I was kind of like, buddy, let's move it. Let's not just stay in the street. Everyone was watching me. The people in their cars are watching me. The people were walking, watching me. The Thank God the crossing guard was actually really nice. She was like, oh. What is she going to do? Like, she's like, dog. oh, dogs do that. Like, I have dogs too. Yeah. Don't worry. And I was so embarrassed, literally mortified. Picked him up and like, just like, <laughs> basically ran down the street. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, so what changes has having a dog like done to your schedule or like, yeah, obviously you just mentioned, you know, in the morning you have to walk him cause you live in an apartment, right? Yeah. So yeah, obviously my schedule has changed. Now I'm responsible for another life other than wow. myself. Yeah. Before I would check my email right in the morning, I would wake up and it would be centered around myself. Whereas now I wake up and my morning isn't really centered around myself. It's centered around Billy. Literally having a child. Yeah, it is. So I'll wake up in the morning now and take care of him. And then after he's taken care of at around 8.30, I will start checking my emails and kind of looping back into work. And then, uh, I mean, like, you can't leave him alone, right? By himself for too long? No. So the good thing is, is that, um, I mean, be it our jobs, like I do work from home a lot, but mm-hmm. at the times that I have to go shopping or um, do some errands, I will leave him alone for like no more than three hours. And and even for shooting, like the same thing. And then my mom has been really nice and and sometimes I'll bring him over and she'll watch him. Yeah. Um, just cause she'll be able to kind of like take him out and make sure he goes to the washroom and everything. But other than that, it's been really nice to at least have like him around while I'm working. He's pretty you good. Love at, him, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty good at like <laughs> adapting to your mood. Yeah. Sometimes he gets into his puppy hyper stage, but usually he's pretty good. My dog good. still has that stage. <laughs> She's 10 years old. She's just running around the house. I'm like, oh my God, here it goes. And then I open like the, the door, the spins and I open the door so she can run into the hallway and she does three laps and then she's good. I have this thing that I play with him and I hide or run around the kitchen island. It's the best game, but then it makes him so hyper. Gets him going. It gets him. Yeah, it does get him going. Um, For me, a bunch of changes have also, not really changes, but September has been one busy month. Um, fashion week. Fashion week. So Toronto Fashion Week, not really, you know, too significant there, but I did do some stuff for Lorena. So there was a Toronto Fashion Week marketplace where I was selling my bodysuits, my bodysuit collection, Lorena. And um, it actually went super well. So I was really happy about that. I loved um, your setup too. Thank you. Yeah, I was kind of skeptical going in because it wasn't what I expected as like the market. Like I thought it was going to be more of a designer showroom. I wasn't expecting to really sell. And then it kind of became like this whole market. Um, Got a lot of positive customer feedback, which was amazing. And yeah, that was really good. And then following that, went to New York Fashion Week, which is always so much fun. Um, Also very hectic. It was so hot. Oh my God. 
in New York, it was so hot. I could not believe it. And like, you can only imagine switching out of outfits and like shooting. Well, you, you were there for like a couple days. It was. And we were fucking so dying. humid. <laughs> and the thing is too, is you wanted to shoot some fall content. Um, Wearing like jackets and blazers and literally like absolutely dying. It was way hotter than Toronto. Let me tell you that. Oh, for sure. And um, my friend who I stay with when I go to New York, she moved to Williamsburg. So I had to take the subway just because it's like it's only one stop like away from Manhattan. But to drive, it always takes like 15 extra minutes just because of the bridge. And um, it's really hot in the subway there. It is not like a Toronto subway. Like there's no AC. And it's like as soon as you step down, you start sweating buckets. And then you're like, okay, now my hair is wet. And okay, so how did you log everything around? Okay, so <laughs> I, had, I had a few different situations that happened. One day, um, one of my friends who is from Toronto, she ended up staying in Chelsea. So I brought my stuff to her hotel lobby on a hangar with like three outfits. And was like, yeah, this is for like... Laurent's like room 310 and they're like okay but she wasn't with me so then I left and met her and then I ended up going back by myself switching outfits and then putting the bag back in the whole situation ended up happening I so you're resourceful very resourceful very resourceful um because lugging bags around sucks because what are you supposed to do just bring around a big suitcase all day no you can't I, yeah obviously. And you absolutely can't <laughs> show up to a fashion show oh can I check that I wish. No. And then there's photographers outside taking photos, right? So the last thing you want is even carrying my camera with my purse. I felt kind of stupid. Yeah, you vlogged. Yeah, I know. I vlogged. Well, I tried to vlog. Yeah. Fashion week was good. And then came back, had like two other pop-ups this month. The first or the second, I guess, technically of the three was at Stacked after New York Fashion Week. And then that was for a week. And then after that, um, I did Made Inland or inland is what they call it now, which is a, it's a Toronto market that is all focused on like Canadian designers. So um, it was really fun to do that as well. The best part about it was probably talking and interacting with other Canadian designers and learning what they have to say, their experience and just like kind of networking. Um, but yeah, now that the month's over, I'm freaking excited to launch this podcast. Me too. Because this is our fourth or fifth episode, guys. We launched the first four all together, as you've probably already heard. Um, and now we're going to try and bring them to, I think, what, what weekly? Yeah. Yeah, weekly, because you guys want to stay up to date. So let's get into the topic. So the, the first thing is how we stay creative. I know it's hard to stay creative Obviously, like we discussed, life happens, things happen. We thought it'd be a good topic to cover too, because especially in the influencer space, when you're constantly taking photos, constantly trying to create content, you can like easily feel like, hey, fuck, we're doing the same thing all over again. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to share our tips and tricks on how we avoid plateauing and staying motivated and created. Yeah. And also staying in the same place, same city. You always have to keep things fresh. Totally. And unique since the space is so saturated. Yeah. So the first thing is obviously self-care uh, is super important. I hate when I have foggy brain where I feel like I can't concentrate or I, I just can't focus, especially when you're trying to create content. It's really important to have a clear vision. So having time for yourself is very important. Yeah, that's definitely true. And like, there's so many ways that you can kind of tap into self-care and stuff. Um, one of the things that you brought up earlier was what getting inspiration from your surroundings in different art forms. How I stay creative is I love getting inspiration from different art forms. Like you just said, uh, watching movies, reading magazines, music, dance, just getting inspired from these things and pulling inspiration from these different art forms. It allows you to really kind of expand like what you're already thinking about and let you think out of the box. 
yeah, another way to like do that is by creating mood boards. So like when I see things that I'm inspired by, like whether it is in a movie or it's in a magazine or, you know, like it's a photo or like a billboard or something kind of compiling all that information and putting it into like a visual board. If you're a visual learner like I am, it's like super important. Yeah. And then also adding in like quotes or like things that you want to manifest. I think that is a really good way to stay creative too. I've never done it. I used to love scrapbooking and I'm pretty sure it's basically an extension of that, right? We so. should do um, not only a mood board, but a um, those like manifestation boards. Well, yeah. And apparently there's like times of the year where it's important to do it because like that's when like all the auras and everything is like more in line. So it's more likely that if you like are creating one that like you do it at a specific time yeah. so that it absorbs in the universe. Yeah. But I mean, any time to do that is good just to stay, yeah. to stay motivated. Another thing that I like to do to stay creative is surrounding myself um, with other creative people. So I love hanging out with people who are not necessarily just in the influencer space, but people who are, I don't know, more creative, more visual, more artistic, like who love photography or like just have a different way of thinking that's very, very open-minded and can help push my creativity, I guess, in a sense. I really like when people don't think like me and think completely differently than me because then it forces me to understand their way of thinking since I am like more of an open person. I'm not like, oh, their their way is wrong. Their, my way is right. My way, way is right. Is it's like, oh, why do they think like that? Maybe I should understand that because like maybe like it makes sense and I should, you know what I mean? Try yeah. and like tap into it. For sure. I think it's also important to have mentors in your life to some people that you may emulate how they've created or um, manifested their success. Absolutely. Um, or people who you just kind of like the way that they think and you want to kind of dig deeper into that. It's really important, um, whether it be an, a physical mentor that you know in real life, or also it's important to listen to podcasts and get a sense of other people's thoughts and other people's way of living. Yeah, listening to podcasts was going to be my next one too. Like I listen to podcasts every morning, mostly for motivation, I guess you could say, but there's definitely some creative brewing that goes on when I listen to them, depending on the type of podcast, obviously. Um, and I think creativity and motivation go hand in hand. Like, yeah, listening to a Gary Vee like episode may not be creative, but like the way that he makes you think makes you think about something else in a completely different way. For sure. Which can help get you out of your rut. It's also passive listening. So you can be doing other things while you're listening to podcasts and maybe something that, you know, like subconsciously resonates with you will mm -hmm. stick with you or something that you really want to kind of rewind and listen to again will like trigger some sort of creativity. Yeah, totally. Another one of my personal favorites is traveling. I freaking love traveling because I always say like, um, I love traveling for change. I love traveling because it inspires me because it's a different place. You don't know what to expect. And guys, I love the unexpected. I hate falling into routine. Mm -hmm. I do love my morning routine, but like I hate or dislike I don't know, always knowing what's going to happen or what's there. So especially for us, for taking photos, like we know all the spots in Toronto. I mean, at least most of them. Or when we're here, we're like, uh, I don't know, like we could go here, here, here when I guess we don't explore as much while we're here because we have all our other like tasks and duties to do. That's true. Um, so when we're traveling or at least when I'm traveling, I'm like, okay, like I'm so down to like explore, to do anything rather than here. Sometimes I find it's like, okay, I have two hours. Let's like just get the shot. And then that's it. How about you? Um, for obviously love traveling and I get restless being in one place for too long, but 
for people who may not have the means to travel or the time to travel, just experiencing new things and stepping out of your comfort zone is definitely something that we should all do. Yeah. Um, experiencing things alone, I find I love doing like just walking down the street by yourself with no technology, like no phone, no music, no podcast, nothing, listening. Yeah. nothing like literally just walking. You never know what you may see. Also what you may hear. Your senses are so heightened and also experiencing quietness for yourself, like without like socializing. Experiencing things alone and stepping away from technology, I think are super important. I actually started to, um, when I go to F45 in the morning, I actually walk instead of when I normally drive to the gym. Oh, it's like 15 minutes, but there's really no parking. And I find like I was end up getting stressed out when I have to park because I don't know how long it's going to take. And I started to not listen to anything on the way there because like I go, normally go first thing in the morning. So I wake up. I hate talking to people in the morning. Like, do not talk to me. I'll literally be like, I'm not talking. You know, I don't like talking. Like my mom is like, I'm the same. she's like, like, she'll say something like a task. I'm like, I don't even want to open my mouth. I just like ignore it. <laughs> and if she says something again, I'm like, you know, I don't like talking. You're going to raise my cortisol levels right now. <laughs> and then I walk out anyway. So I oh like to God. like not do anything. And I don't feel like a lack of anything when I'm walking right, without right. music. It just feels so good. Almost kind of like a mindful, not meditation, but I feel like I'm sort of in a very mindful state like right in the morning because everything is fresh and there's nothing that I've, I don't know, interacted with at all. It's important for sure. So something people often, <laughs> I'm sure, wonder is like how to take the perfect IG photo. There has been so many trending YouTube videos on like how to take the perfect selfie and stuff like how that. How to edit, how to filter. Oh my God, yeah. Some people show like their whole video roll of how they edit their photos, mm-hmm. what apps they use, which I think is cool. But like if you're going to copy exactly someone's editing style, I feel like you're not being very creative. Um, so with our tips, (laughs) yeah, no, but we just have our tips. I just meant like when you show like saturation, this, 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 no, I know, but I'm saying with our tips, then people can be creative. Oh (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So we have some tips that we came up with that we think are crucial to taking the perfect IG photo. Cause honestly, it's not as easy as it looks. It isn't. And there's so many factors that go into it. Cause you can schedule a photo day. And I mean, obviously living in Toronto, the living, living anywhere, the weather can change, but Toronto, I feel like is exceptionally bad. Yeah. So the first one is going to be weather. It is so crucial here, especially to consider the weather, rain, rain and snow, obviously. Yeah. And the wind is not good for your hair. Like if your hair is blowing in your face, you get so frustrated when you're trying to take a photo. I hate it so much. Um, Janelle fixes her hair a lot. (laughs) Because I hate the wind. I hate when there's like one one strand. (laughs) And then the photos ruin and you can Photoshop it out, but no thanks. No, it's definitely annoying. And then you have to keep like readjusting. And it's always like that one shot in between like the 17. That's a good one. So when you keep having to fix your hair and stuff, you just have to take longer to take a good photo to capture a good photo. And for me, I'm just getting into it. And then... I have to fix my hair. And Mm -hmm. then I go back to the beginning of not being into it. And in Toronto, even when it snows, obviously here, and when it like snow is not bad, if it's not that cold, like say you're shooting like a winter campaign or if you're not shooting indoors in the winter, you're shooting outdoors and you're just going to have to suck it up. But it gets so freaking cold. Like, you know, the feeling when you're like walking outside and like the wind is hitting your face and it's so sharp. 
Mm-hmm. I used to shoot actually outside um, when I had my blog. I would shoot twice a week with photographers before we got into like iPhone. Was photos. that Lori- like Laurier? Yeah, Laurier. This is like a few years ago. And it was so cold. And I would suck it up. And every time I did, I was like, my hands felt like they were going to fall off. Like I had frostbite on my toes. Just so uncomfortable and unbearable. But I did it for a while. And now whenever I have that feeling, I'm like, I'm not even going to shoot. I'd rather not. Yeah. So the tip for that is obviously shoot indoors if it's really cold and try to create some sort of mood and intention before going to the place that you're going to indoors because you might feel awkward because you're in a restaurant or you might- The museum like we went, or the gallery. Oh, the gallery. Yeah. So making sure that the mood fits your outfit or it fits the intention of the creative shoot. This way you can go in and out and you don't feel badly about it. Or like you may feel more sort of conscious of people looking at you in an indoor space versus an outdoor space. But if you like go in with an exact, like more of like a direction, then mm-hmm. you'll, you won't feel awkward. You're not going to be like, oh, fuck it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're like, okay, like I want to do something sitting with a coffee cup or like, I want to do something like standing like against this, like art painting. Yeah. Like, so you have, yeah. So you'll, still, you'll have more confidence. Exactly. It. Confidence is also actually a really another good tip. Maybe we should touch on that before the other two confidence in taking a photo is key. When I started take, not started, but like when I was taking photos for a bit, sometimes like I wouldn't wear makeup mm-hmm. and then I just try to shoot. And I'm like, why the fuck did I try to do that? Like, I know I feel so much better when my you know, makeup's on or where my hair is done when it was longer, I always had to like do my hair. And like, I know the photo is going to turn out way, way faster, but because I was lazy, I was like, sometimes would avoid it. So I think like knowing how you feel good and what makes you feel good and like doing all that prep work before you get the photo is just going to make the results better. I agree. And also having a photographer that you vibe with, a good photographer, someone that is going to um, capture you, motivate you and yeah, capture your best angle. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into that because there are... Or instruct you and like help you move like, oh, you don't really look good that way. Like, why don't you try this? Yeah. No, a good photographer is so key. Not like a photographer, photographer, but like a solid person to hold your iPhone and snap the photos of you. Like, Like me for you, you for me, I'd say. It's literally like the key to not getting grumpy. Like if you're doing something and you're like guts hanging out and then you go and like they took like 75 photos and you're like, why the fuck didn't you tell me that my gut was hanging out? Or that my arm looks really like wide when it's against my body. Then you're like, dude, like were you not looking? Like, you know what I mean? So I think it's important for them to understand your angles and what's flattering on you while they're taking the photos so that you don't waste time. Yeah, I think that's what happens is you get irritable because you're wasting the time and you're frustrated because you're not getting the shot. And then having your confidence go down as you do that. It's <laughs> like the biggest buddy kill. Yeah. It's like, just like, forget about it. Fuck it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. But if you have someone that's like motiv- motivates you and you're like, no, you're getting this shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. You have to do it. Um, it, it makes definitely you really helps. Easy. Yeah, it, it does. makes you like so much easier and helps. fun. Like sometimes we'll just like fuck around and like say random things just to make the person behind the camera, like at least smile. If yeah. They're not in the mood just yeah. to like ease the tension because you're going to get a better photo when you're feeling good. Right. Exactly. So what would be your next tip for us? Yeah. So I would say lighting, which is the, probably the most important thing to consider when taking a photo, especially because iPhone photos are such a big thing right now. Yeah. I definitely think that lighting on, well, not, I shouldn't say, I definitely think it's a fact. Yeah. It's fact. Lighting (laughs) on an iPhone is different than like a DSLR camera. Yes. So you have to be cognizant of what your iPhone is doing, 
how you, and also it's important to know how to use your iPhone and how you can instruct someone to use it. Like for example, like tapping the screen to if make it's sure, overexposed yeah. on your skin if it's too sunny like sun is good well lighting is good but too much sun isn't harsh good. no harsh light avoiding you- like peak times like of sun in the day like 11 to 1 is probably a really bad time to shoot if you're going to be in the direct sun yeah um but then also being in the shade sometimes you look like so dark <laughs> um yeah so it's important to consider the lighting and i know they say overcast is really good when you're shooting on a dslr but when you're shooting with an iPhone, if it's cloudy, sometimes it'll get like super grainy mm-hmm. in your photos. So yeah, just lighting is probably, it's my number one tip for sure. And probably yours as well. I think you're amazing with oh my God. finding <laughs> lighting. Really? Because I feel like some people are very like background, like the, Obviously oh. you, you put importance to the background, yeah. but I think your first like intuition is where is the lighting the best. And I feel like that's not always the case with everyone who is creating content because some people like, okay, I want this in the background. Yeah. So that's like their priority and exactly. then lighting comes second. And then the lighting may not be good. So then the photo might not be up to caliber or they need a D, they would need a DSLR to get the shot because, totally. because they would need that like Christmas. Whereas for you, you just have like a sick outfit, like a sick pose and you like sick get, light. yeah. And you get <laughs> sick lighting and there you go. You have content. True. So that's for me, like, that's something that I've noticed about how I shoot. I would love to consider like the background more like the, I like to consider like the depth and stuff, but I find like in Toronto too, like I'm not really, there's nothing, there's no cool mountains in the background. Yeah, no, (laughs) but that's more so like also a different style. Like if you're doing like travel photography, that's different than what you mm -hmm. do. Like you do have travel, like fashion photography, but it's more so about the look and the vibe as opposed to like where you go. Yeah. Any last notes? No. Okay, guys. Fucking be yourself and you do you. Be happy. Be happy. I really do want to make a mood board, though, of of like our dreams. Yeah, let's get on that. We'll have our goals for the next upcoming months. This podcast cover photo will be on it because big things will hopefully come from this. That'd be a cool like thing. You guys should do that, too, is like make a little list of like your goals for the next. Like until the end of the year, till December. Like why start in January? You know? I, yeah, exactly. And then we can all touch base and see how it went. Um, we also launched a new website. So if you guys have any questions or any topics you want us to, not website, sorry, I meant email. Um, <laughs> if we have a new email. I was like, what, we did? <laughs> yeah, guys, I uh, learned how to code overnight and launched a new website. No. So yeah, we launched a new email. So you guys want to contact us um, and drop any questions or any topic suggestions that you want us to cover. Um, just shoot us an email. Do you know what is it again? It is you haven't heard podcast at gmail.com. That is you haven't heard podcast at gmail.com. See you guys next time. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.